who was crazy until they were right all along, Ludwig Boltzmann. His equations and formulas explained the physical properties of matter, but as it went against the then accepted laws of physics, he was ridiculed and ignored for years while fighting for atom theory to be accepted. He took his own life just three years before Ernest Rutherford discovered the nucleus of an atom, proving Boltzmann's theory. If experiments didn't show that they work, the derivations in Stapmec would seem like utter bullsh. At the graduate level, it was less intuitive to me than quantum. I can really see why it was hard to accept and possibly drove its creators mad. Ludwig Boltzmann, who spent much of his life studying statistical mechanics, died in 1906 by his own hand. Paul Lehrenfest, carrying on the work, died similarly in 1933. Now it is our turn to study statistical mechanics. David L. Goodstein, States of Matter. Hemingway, before he took his life he became extremely paranoid the FBI was following him. His wife and people around him just thought he was mentally ill and grew deeply concerned. Hemingway went as far as getting electrotherapy at a psychiatric hospital to try and help with the perceived delusions. Turns out the FBI had been following and bugging him for years according to declassified files. In comparison, there was a fear writer Philip K. Dick who was convinced the FBI was monitoring him so he kept sending demand letters that they release his file. His daughter was interviewed years after he passed. Extras on Scanner Darkly DVD I Ike. I heard you've actually seen your father's FBI file and it is quite large. Yes it's rather large. But the only thing in there are copies of his demand letters. You telling me I can just send spam to the FBI and they will keep it. Fetch me the dick file. Yeah, I remember reading about the FBI bugging him. He had a tough life. He was in two plane crashes that left him in a lot of pain. And he also injured in a fire and a car crash. On top of that he had a problem with excessive iron in his body. Stolen from Wikipedia, Hemingway's behavior during his final years had been similar to that of his father before he killed himself. His father may have had hereditary hemochromatosis, whereby the excessive accumulation of iron in tissues culminates in mental and physical deterioration. Medical records made available in 1991 confirmed that Hemingway had been diagnosed with hemochromatosis in early 1961. His sister Ursula and his brother Lester also killed themselves. Other theories have arisen to explain Hemingway's decline in mental health, including that multiple concussions during his life may have caused him to develop chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE, leading to his eventual suicide. Harry Markopoulos spent 10 years trying to convince everyone, investors, journalists, regulatory agencies, etc., that Bernie Madoff was a fraud. Based on forensic accounting, Madoff was one of the most respected names on Wall Street and despite the overwhelming evidence, no one was willing to entertain the thought he might be running a Ponzi scheme. Harry's book, No One Would Listen is a pretty great account of financial detective work and just the abject frustration of being absolutely certain you're right but no one believes you. In the days of landlines my phone was tapped, I could hear a strange hollow sound and I knew someone was listening. I had had a bad accident and was home for almost a year and involved in a lawsuit. I told my attorney about it. He told me the insurance company wouldn't bother. I mentioned it to my roommate. She told me I was crazy. I began to notice a van parked on my street. It was there for several days. I thought I was under surveillance. 
my attorney and my roommate said I was crazy. A person came to my door asking questions about the neighborhood. They claimed to be from a real estate company. They didn't go to other houses. I thought I was being watched. My attorney and my roommate said I was crazy. Several weeks later, my roommate's boyfriend was arrested for stealing physical and intellectual property from IBM. It was the beginning of the tech era and he stole millions in hardware and software and ideas. We were being watched to see if we were involved. The phone was tapped. We were under surveillance. We were taped. I wasn't crazy after all. Quite creepy but a relief that you were correct. I don't mean to make light of your experience. But I can't help but imagine the people surveilling your house listening to you tell people they were listening to you. I hope they weren't dicks about it. In 1912 the meteorologist Alfred Wegener described what he called continental drift. An idea that culminated 50 years later in the modern theory of plate tectonics. 40. Wegener expanded his theory in his 1915 book The Origin of Continents and Oceans. 41. Starting from the idea, also expressed by his forerunners, that the present continents once formed a single landmass, later called Pangee, Wegener suggested that these separated and drifted apart, likening them to icebergs of low-density granite floating on a sea of denser basalt. 42. Supporting evidence for the idea came from the dovetailing outlines of South America's east coast and Africa's west coast, and from the matching of the rock formations along these edges. Confirmation of their previous contiguous nature also came from the fossil plants Glossopteris and Gangomopteris, the therapsid or mammal-like reptile Lystrosaurus, all widely distributed over South America, Africa, Antarctica, India, and Australia. The evidence for such an erstwhile joining of these continents was patent to field geologists working in the southern hemisphere. The South African Alex Dutois put together a mass of such information in his 1937 publication Our Wandering Continents, and went further than Wegener in recognizing the strong links between the Gondwana fragments. Wegener's work was initially not widely accepted, in part due to lack of detailed evidence. The Earth might have a solid crust and mantle and a liquid core, but there seemed to be no way that portions of the crust could move around. Distinguished scientists such as Harold Jeffries and Charles Scutchett, were outspoken critics of continental drift. That dude who suggested that it might be a good idea to wash your hands before performing surgery. A gentleman never washes his hands. We here at Harvard wash our hands after we pee. Well sir we at Yale don't pee on our hands. Semmel we supposedly suffered a nervous breakdown and was committed to an asylum by his colleagues. He died 14 days later after being beaten by the guards from a gangrenous wound on his right hand which might have been caused by the beating. Semmelweis's practice earned widespread acceptance only years after his death. When Louis Pasteur confirmed the germ theory, yes no one beats him, he literally went crazy, ripped Dr. Ignaz Semmelweis. The rates of postpartum women dying of childbed fever, sepsis, dropped dramatically when Dr. Semmelweis introduced his radical idea, still met a lot of resistance. The dingo ate my baby. Lady, got made fun of constantly, most notably in Seinfeld and I believe went to jail because nobody believed her, turns out a dingo ate her baby, she is still made fun of, this one was beyond effed up, your child is taken from you and killed by wild animals, then you're jailed for murdering your own child and ridiculed the world over for your lame story as to what actually happened, then, yeah, being right the whole time, not even being right telling the truth the whole time, god that poor woman. I can't even fathom what she must have gone through. 
losing her child and then being punished and ridiculed for it, and then being paid off as though it was all fine now. Absolutely horrible. For a very long time the medical community thought that stomach ulcers were caused by stress. A doctor in Australia called Barry Marshall claimed they were wrong and that they were caused by an excess of certain bacteria, and the cure was simple antibiotics. The medical community ridiculed him and nearly ended his career. He eventually decided the only way to prove he was right was to infect himself, develop the ulcers and cure himself. In curing himself he was proved right and won the Nobel Prize for his efforts. And now stomach ulcers are very easily treatable. They previously affected 1 in 10 people. What's sad about these stories is that somebody coming up with a theory like that seems to be exactly the sort of thing which should excite medical professionals as it not only challenges their views but also proposes a more effective solution. It's easy for me to be wise in hindsight but it isn't as if he was advising people to rub a rabbit's ears and the good vibes would make the ulcers go away. Courtney Love was warning everyone about Harvey Weinstein back in the mid-90s, but everyone just wrote her off. If you're a woman in this industry and Weinstein invites you to one of his parties, don't go. If Courtney Love of all people tells you not to go to a party, you should really not go to that party. I fully believe that most of the rumors and bad press about Courtney Love come from Hollywood attempting to silence her. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she's a saint but she's been very vocal on social media about her experiences over the last few years and I always wonder if we would have known about the Hollywood abuse sooner if she had been given a platform earlier. The fan that predicted the show's How I Met Your Mother message and was shamed, only to be completely right in the end. Jay Harlan Bretz. He was a geologist that in the 1920s came up with a theory about why the dry falls and surrounding scablands of eastern Washington state were so sharp and abrupt, instead of smooth as should be with a general understanding of erosion, especially since the falls have no real river to speak of to create erosion. His theory was that a giant flood, created by an even more massive lake, ripped through the region millions of years ago reshaping the landscape in a matter of days. He was laughed at and discredited in the geology community for almost 50 years, until someone discovered evidence in the 1950s of an ancient and massive lake that started just north of Montana that stretched all the way to southern Utah. The lake was believed to have been created by glacial dams, ice walls, during the last ice age. It would fill up over thousands of years and then hit a point where a glacial dam broke and the lake water would fire out the break like a water cannon, drain the lake, and reshape an entire region over several days as the water flowed toward the ocean. This happened several times, since the flood that carved the dry falls likely started from the Lake Missoula area in modern-day Montana. It was named the The Great Missoula Flood. Bretz was given an award in 1979 for his contribution to geology when he was 96 years old. He joked all my enemies are dead, so I have no one to gloat over. When the Civil War broke out, everyone on both sides thought it would be a quick victory. However Sherman kept saying it would be a bloodbath that would drag on four years. His superiors decided he was insane and sent him out west to fight Indians, Native Americans, just to get rid of him. After it all came true and they needed some better generals, they said maybe we should bring back that Sherman guy. Martha Mitchell. She was the wife of Nixon's AG, John Mitchell. She was outspoken in the extreme and was one of the first to talk openly about what really happened re Watergate, since she was also known to love her Martinez. She was widely written off as a drunk, crazy woman, 
Behind the scenes, a White House doctor began heavily sedating her and her husband locked her away from the press. No one believed her until Nixon resigned and the story came out. To this day, most people only remember her as that loudmouth, Martha Mitchell. The Radium Girls When Radium had just come to the US and was being marketed on dials for war and watches, girls used their lips to fix the paint brushes to make their numbers and dials perfect. Eventually they started suffering horrible, painful experiences due to the Radium. These girls fought for years to figure out a, what was wrong with them b who was responsible and c how they were going to pay their bills support their families it's a horrible injustice these girls needed support and validation that they weren't crazy that it was radium and it took far too long and too many deaths for it to happen when i was in boy scout camp we had this counselor named don he was kind of odd he knew everything about trees and only really talked about trees we had just gotten back from a hike that Don was on with us and we were just sitting around talking and he suddenly goes you know, they're gonna let girls into Boy Scouts soon. We were all like, yeah okay Don, but sure enough less than 3 years later, they did it, that's good, I was expecting Don to be a pedophile. Michael Burry, the first guy to predict the 2008 housing market crash. He was a hedge fund manager for Scion Capital at the time and basically bet his entire fund's liquidity, all the money the fund had, that there would be a crash. No one believed him except a few other people who also bet against the market. Several of his clients sued him for tying their money up in what they considered to be a foolish bet all to have him be right in the end. He made his fund something like $1.3 billion and the value increased about 489%. The movie The Big Short is about him and the few other people who were wise enough to bet against the market at the time. I've watched the movie like 5 times in order to try to understand exactly what happened but still don't fully get it. I recommend it to anyone who's interested. Fun fact. Michael Burry was also ahead of the curve in the recent GameStop surge. I think he had something like 1.2 million shares of GameStop months before the price shot up. Might need to fact check myself. After watching The Big Short, I looked up how it all worked, what happened, explaining it in the simplest terms, in the simplest way, trying not to screw up some of the details, this is how it worked, when you are given a loan, that loan is sold over over again within the market, the loan is graded based on the likelihood of you fully paying the loan, higher graded loans are worth more, the lowest graded are almost unsellable, or were until they started putting then into larger package deals that included some extra, higher graded loans that were not sold yet. This created a demand. The market was flooded with the lowest grade of loan, at the fear of losing business. Low grade loans started being given higher grades, and the shtai loans, now being presented as higher valued stuff, started being cycled through the market until they made it into the highest grading tier. This is what Michael Burry figured out, he checked loan by loan. Seeing how sh the market actually was, bet against it. The ex-husband of my ex-girlfriend, turns out he wasn't the crazy one after all. He kept trying to tell me and if I would have listened from the beginning I could have saved 4 years of my life. I'm so sorry man. There are always two sides of every story and unfortunately, sometimes we meet the lies first. Good riddance and I hope the new space in your life is filled by someone much more deserving of your love and affection. Sometimes we meet the lies first, I don't know if you are quoting anyone, but I am stealing that very well written line. Courtney Love and her quip about Weinstein. Me, about my, now disowned, 
cousin. He kept stealing things from me which my family felt was no big deal, but it escalated. It went from stealing candy, to my things, to cash. And after that I asked them how much longer they would support him and call me selfish for not sharing. The line was finally crossed when he stole our grandmother's credit cards and her car. She finally wrote him off. This was after he had stolen all of her jewelry, including the last present, anniversary ring, my grandfather was ever to give her. Oh, but he tried to say that our family kicked him out because he's gay. No, none of us cared about that. It was because he's a thief. His friends have bailed him out of jail and then dropped him when he steals from them. But he claims the world is just unfair to him. Now he tells his pity story and milks them my family disowned me because I'm gay to everyone he begs from. I learned this when he tried to do it to one of my friends. Sinead O'Connor. Younger editors might not know who she is but she was a singer-songwriter from Ireland who was a staple in the alternative music scene during the late 80s and early to mid 90s who had some crossover hits. Anyway, at the height of her popularity she was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live after cancelling an earlier scheduled spot in protest against the guest host which was some dumbass stand-up comic from the 80s called Andrew Dice Clay. As Scott Thompson described him, it's as if someone took your grandmother, the one who can't speak English, and taught her to swear phonetically, gave her a special on HBO and made her a star. During her performance she sang an a cappella version of Bob Marley's War changing the lyrics to make it about child sexual abuse instead of racism. At the end of the performance she shouted something like fight the real enemy and ripped up a picture of the Pope. In the following weeks people lost their shit on the next episode of Saturday Night Live they had at least three sketches that tore her apart. A few years later the Catholic sex abuse scandal broke internationally. I think at the time she was protesting the Magdalene laundries and she was 100% right and everyone knew it. I remember this happening, though I was pretty young. My father didn't like her music much, but he was like, good for her, f those people. He had no love for organized religions, nor child abuse. TBH everyone owes her an apology. She was basically blacklisted by Hollywood after this and no one has reached out to her since. That one journalist Gary Webb that uncovered the truth that the CIA aided and abetted Nicaraguan Contra rebels in funneling coke into inner city communities. Corey Feldman. Dude went on national TV to tell everyone that there was a network of sexual abuses in Hollywood, and that he himself had been abused, and people laughed at him and shunned him. And then it came out that pretty much everything he was saying was true. The doctor who found covered in China and was silenced and died in prison from covered. Sinead O'Connor. People got big mad about her ripping up that picture of the Pope. But she was right. My wife who never liked my mom's husband. He apparently made a pass at her before we were married and I just wrote it off as Bob being Bob because it was honestly semi-innocent and at the time he and my mom were newlyweds. But over the years we started finding out he was hitting my mother, he fondled my sister, he was constantly cheating on my mom, he got caught trying to take an upskirt picture of my friend's underage sister, and he punched my mom in the head outside in the ice causing her to hit her head on the pavement, fracturing her skull and causing an almost fatal brain hemorrhage. She needed to brain surgeries and now deals with balance issues and almost complete loss of taste and smell and hearing in one ear. He has never faced any consequences for anything because for reasons I can't quite understand local law enforcement in their podunk town takes his side every time she calls the cops on him. One time they even took her to jail because his drunk A fell in the walk-in pantry while they were having an argument and he called the cops and said she beat him up. 
He's literally twice her size. Edit. Some questions I've had to answer a few times he has moved out and they are getting a divorce. I haven't kicked his A because I live 1000 miles away. I don't know where he lives and I am the sole breadwinner for my wife and two daughters. If I go to jail they become homeless. My mom doesn't want him in jail yet because he pays the bills and if he stops working she loses her much needed health insurance and her home. The divorce trial is just around the corner and my sister and my friend's sister have agreed to testify against him. So we're gonna see how that goes. My dad. He was a UK policeman in the 80s and 90s. He would rant for hours about Asian pedophile gangs and it's all being covered up because nobody wants to deal with it. And I mostly assumed he was just being racist. In the 2012 presidential debates between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama both were asked what the greatest foreign threats to America were. Mitt Romney said Russia and became the butt of jokes on both sides of the aisle for it didn't he know the Cold War was over? Anyway, there's plenty about the guy I don't like, but I think about that answer a surprising amount as politics unfurls now. I almost feel like I'd have to apologize if I ever met him for how stupid I and everyone else found that at the time.